0: And today we're going to talk about if joint webinars are worth it. So joint webinars would be, let's say Neil has an email list of 5,000 people. I have an email list of 5,000 people and uh, we agreed to blast to our lists together and we're going to do a webinar together. Basically, you know, Neil might talk about some stuff. I might talk about some stuff. That's basically, that's the very basic premise of what a joint webinar is. Now, the question is, Well, we can go into details a little bit, too. But the question here is if joint webinars are worth it. And the answer is, well, it depends. And, Neil, why does it depend?
1: It depends on, you know, even if someone has a bigger email list than you have a lot more leads, it's not necessarily effective to do a joint webinar unless their audience is exactly your audience. And what I mean by that is if their customers are your ideal customers, you're golden, if their ideal customers are not your ideal customers, then you're just doing a webinar with all these people. Even if you have a 1,000 people on there, they're not going to convert into customers.
0: Right. And the other thing too is this. Sometimes what happens is let's say if you know my email list is 100 people and Neil has 5,000 people on his email list and we do a joint webinar – Let's say we do a lead share, okay, so lead share is basically we agree to kind of swap the leads that 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 go onto the webinar. so Neil might actually drive like the ninety ninety five percent of the attendance and I might drive like five percent, but Neil ends up giving me more of his leads and I give him like, let's say I give him two leads, he gives me like a hundred leads or so. So what ends up happening there is it's not really fair. It actually leaves a bad taste in Neil's mouth. So one thing that you can do if you want to do some type of lead share and keep in mind in Europe, you know, you have GDPR issues and I think not issues, but GDPR regulations. You have to be mindful of that. I don't really think you can share leads, but if you're in the United States right now, as an example, what you can do is you can agree to share leads on an equal basis. So. If Neil drives 100 attendees and I drive 500, then I might just say, okay, I'm, Neil, I'm only going to give you 100 leads because you drove 100. So it's an equal quid pro quo exchange. It's an equal exchange at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, and the way I look at it is you can do this in very creative ways. I try not to do it where we blast out for them, they blast out for me. I highly recommend you do something where it's value-based. If you're gonna do a joint webinar, ideally what you should be looking for is someone to do the blast and promote, and then you join their webinar and provide the value. Because then you're getting their leads and you don't have to necessarily share your leads. And in essence, that's still joint. Even if you don't have a big brand, this works. If you look at most decent companies out there, decent sized companies, they'll do webinars on a regular basis. And the ones that have been doing it longer and longer they're eventually running out of content. So if you come and you say like, Hey, we'd love to do a webinar with you. Here's all the value I can provide. I can create the deck, the material, teach your audience X, Y, and Z. It's a highly value added for their audience. It doesn't matter if you're well known or not. It's more so the information that you're providing. And in most cases, they're gladly willing to share all the leads with you due to the fact that you're driving them content that can help their user base and they're willing to share leads with you because they don't have to do as much work.
0: Yeah. Another thing that you can do when it comes to joint webinars is you can actually do a summit. So, one of our mutual friends, uh Larry Kim from Mobile Monkey, he actually recently did a summit. And basically a summit is this, you, he basically Pull together a lot of these uh, influencers from other, um, you know, marketing influencers from uh, a handful of different companies, and they actually all happen to have you know decent-sized email lists. And what a summit is, it's like an online conference. What happens there is you know Neil might re- pre-record a session, I might pre-record a session, and he he might have like you know ten or fifteen speakers, and you know they go on at different times. So it's like an online conference. Now the whole deal behind that is that the person running the summit can actually collect you know a bunch of different emails, right? A bunch of leads, and that's a, a uh, it takes a lot of work. There's no doubt, but the reward uh, can be a big payoff in terms of the number of leads that you get. So that's one thing that you can do, and it's like a that's like a mega joint webinar at the end of the day, and you know you can be creative and do things like that.
1: Did you end up doing that one?
0: I did not do that one, but I remember I did a summit a, a while back, like we're talking four years ago, and you were actually part of the summit, and it, it took like forever to do.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't do the online summits anymore. Yeah. It's for the person
0: that's helping with the summit, like let's say you're speaking on it, it's not a good payback.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I found out that because it's side diluted and there's so many speakers, even though you can collect a lot of emails and promote to a bigger audience, quote unquote, the issue that you end up running into is everyone's there not to attend one thing or one topic. Their interest could, be, uh, could vary quite drastically and they usually do. And you don't know what session they're going to want to watch. So the ROI isn't as good from my experience exactly. compared to just having a dedicated event on one topic. Because like, let's say you and I do one on CRO, and we both sell CRO products at making this up. At least when you get people to register, they're 110% interested in the topic of CRO and your specific presentation. They're coming there, they have an attention span for that hour, 30 minutes. It's much easier to get them to convert versus trying to convince people to be on their computer and pay attention for a whole eight hours, right? Because there's gonna be multiple speakers throughout an online summit.
0: Yeah, I think the whole premise of the summit, to your point, uh being a speaker, like the ROI of the summit is not good. I think if you do it well and you are actually the kind of host behind a summit and you are the one that kind of benefits from, you know, all getting all the leads, that could be a good payoff. That's just a different way to do it. But my opinion on it. I still see people doing summits. I probably wouldn't do another one. Then I probably wouldn't speak on another one. I haven't done it for years and I don't think you have Neil. So, you know, that's really up to you, but that's just another creative idea that you can do. So before we go, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast it helps us grow. And if you want to grow live with Neil and I in Malibu, California, go to marketingschool.io slash live. That's L-I-V-E to learn more and we'll see you tomorrow.